This episode of Wittenberg Radio is going to be a little bit different. We are calling it Podcast for Patrick. It features music and memories of Patrick. Please use this podcast as a way to reminisce. We hope you enjoy it. In this podcast, we interview Isaac Schlegel, a CMU student and friend of Patrick. We will be featuring some music and a face-to-face interview, thanks to Brooklyn Taves. Dispersed throughout the podcast, you'll be hearing music and jokes from Patrick. These are thanks to his YouTube channel, Thought Fox Music. Hey everybody, Patrick Bin here. Uh, you might already know me. One thing I really hate when bands come out or they come out with an album are teasers. So, you know, you're listening to a song for 20 minutes, 20 seconds, and then what happens is it stops. And you're like, I want to hear the rest of it. You've pissed me off. I'm not going to buy your album. It's so good. That's how mad I am. So I'm going to do a teaser, but I'm warning you ahead of time. This is a teaser. Don't get too attached to the, to the notes and expect something to happen. But here we go. So this, you know, this is one of my songs. And I'll probably be the first one. So here you go. Okay, so that's it for now. Um, I just gave you a little taste here, and um, you know, I hope that um, you kind of got a sense of what our music's about. Um, but you really should watch out for us, because you know it's in your best interest. And that's no bull. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thanks for coming in today, Isaac. Were there any memories that you wanted to share? There are a couple moments yeah. um, that are that were important to me and continue to be important to me in terms of interactions I had with Patrick. Um, we were never particularly close, but I would say we were friends. Um, and connecting with him in my first year, especially, was was really important. So you were first year as a student. How did right? How did I was I was in my first year, and I was in I was in men's chorus with Patrick. And we were just uh, this was towards the end of September. The photo shoot for the choirs that happens every year was happening, and I remember him coming up to me, um, myself being someone who had been around for a couple weeks, but still hadn't made many connections with people, um, and certainly not in the men's chorus, um, and having this older music student come up to me and not only acknowledge my presence, but be very welcoming of me and and to be treating me as an equal, especially. Um, How did he do that? Uh, you know, the, the specifics of the conversation we had are sort of lost on me, but he, he just wanted to know how I was doing and, and very quickly launched into a I don't know, a sort of very relaxed mode of, of, of chatting that felt, that felt casual, but still genuine at the same time. And there was a, there was a cheerful earnestness to it that, um, both endeared me to him and made me feel more comfortable in my own skin. Was the cheerfulness and the genuineness something you regularly encountered with Patrick? It is, yeah. Yeah, those were two really important characteristics of his. 
and we we continued to get to know each other over the course of the last couple years. Um, yeah, I had scattered conversations with him uh, in September of this year and throughout last year as well. Um, he was, I mean, this is this has been said by many people, but very open to discussing um, his own well-being, um, also his own spirituality, and I found those conversations to be really edifying uh, for me personally. Um, he encouraged me at one point last year when he was part of the Chapel Music Ensemble to, to share a song that I liked, and so go up and introduce it, and then their ensemble would perform it. That was the, that was the Lorica. Um, and that was the first time, I think it was the first time I'd ever gone up and spoken um, in a chapel, and that was, that was a big thing for me to be able to do and feel like I was participating in the faith community here. Now I'm the co-head of Faith and Life, um, and there were there are other things that brought me to that point, of course. But but being encouraged by him to to make my voice heard in the community was really important. And afterwards, he was very affirming as well. Was there anything in particular he said to you that encouraged you to be more comfortable, or just to actually go out and speak in front of a group of people? Nothing complicated, but he did he did say that I just seemed to be a thoughtful person who would have something worthwhile to share. How was the funeral? The funeral was very good. Um, I was in the men's chorus. Um, I was in the group of people um, singing. That was an interesting position to, to be in. Why was it interesting? It was interesting because we weren't, we were partaking very actively in, in the service and not just in the, in the position of listening, but also finding ways to, to articulate through, through song, our own, our own emotions and our own relationship to Patrick. And not that there weren't opportunities for, for singing for the, for the broader um, group of people there, but I think it was it was helpful for us um, as a group of guys who a lot of us had sang with Patrick in the past to be able to to be able to use that particular skill that we had cultivated alongside him um, for that purpose. That's enough. Is there anything you'd like to share? Just a general word of of thanks for his for his friendship and his and his continuing curiosity about people. He didn't, he never assumed that he knew what a person's deal was and was always, always seemed to be seeking that better understanding of people around him. Personal, thought-provoking and compelling. This is Face to Face on Air. Between studying music and vocal jazz performance at CMU, Patrick Bin finds the time to be a singer-songwriter. He says that the magic of music has helped him better connect with people and heal during difficult times. Patrick is in studio with me today to tell us about his story. Growing up, I was introduced to uh, the piano um, because 
Um, my sisters all play the piano, and we thought that I should. And uh, I basically took to the piano very quickly, but I wouldn't say songwriting was something I took to right away. Songwriting was something that developed later out of a personal need. But to be honest, um, my first experience is songwriting. It felt kind of foreign because I didn't know what it was about. As I started to get to know my need and, and what songwriting would mean to me, it became more important in my life. The magic of music, you can say, I find it's something that really connects me with other people. University, we both know very well, um, has a major impact on your stress levels and mental health levels. So has your music helped you overcome this? I, I actually learned a lot about music um, during difficult times. So what I learned was to take to music in a way that was therapeutic. Mm -hmm. So before it was like practice the piano, practice your scales, make sure, you know, you know most of the keys. But then I would have a difficult night and I would take like I would just take to the jazz song or personal song. It was deep emotion of deep desire of expressing myself and Mm -hmm. and, 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 and in, a, in a therapeutic way. This is for my mental health. This is for my welfare. And basically, those were the experiences that, that planted the deep seeds of my musicality. Yeah, you need a framework, you need structure, you need to practice. But um, what I learned from the stressful experiences um, was that um, what, what music is for me, so that when I'm performing, when I'm sharing, I do it more meaningfully. It's, it's about healing. So you come from a little bit of a different background. Um, so do you have any stories of how attending an Anabaptist university um, changed you or like impacted you in some way? In terms of being identified as non-Mennonite, it would happen most often outside of school. Um, I would experience things where people would, would maybe be Mennonite and they'd be really excited because they'll, they'll think you're Mennonite. <laughs> so there's a gas station attendant. He's like, are you a fellow brethren? And I said, well, actually, no, but I'm a, Christ I'm a Christian. But um, in terms of the spirit and um, the this, this, this social atmosphere, it has been wonderful. It has been like profoundly supportive. We, like in the world, we can learn a lot from... Um, the more interconnected nature of the culture here. Mm -hmm. um, so I find that I grew so much on a uh, social level um, and also on a spiritual level, but I just find that there was just this um, deeper conviction that just took a hold of me. I just felt um, like I could be myself. And so, yeah, you could say like this one time, this person helped me, but it's just the consistent people being there for you in a way that is deeply compassionate, that that I find w was just new for me. One thing that I'm still working on, but the school has helped me to to kind of transform is making the, the performance, the music about God in some way, about something bigger than me. I think mm -hmm. growing up in a secular environment, music is about you. It's this deep piece of recognizing that it's for something greater than myself and, and it's a joy to serve. Thank you, Patrick, for inspiring me as a fellow singer-songwriter. For Face to Face On Air, I'm Brooklyn Taves. Face to Face On Air is a production of Communications and Media Students at Canadian Mennonite University.
Uh, first, I'm going to play you a song, okay? Work really hard on this song. I've really upped my game as a musician, so get ready. Just kidding. I've only upped my game slightly. Um, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> This song is very different from all my other songs, but it's really fun. And yes, I'm actually playing it. You can probably tell. Creusez mon cœur 
right.